Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show, where we learn simple ways to take sugar out of the diet and get fat off of your waistline. I'm Katherine Gordon. I'm your host, and the, I'm the author of Sugar Freedom, which you can find at sugarfreedom.com. So today, the most important thing I want to offer you is the, the answer to this question. How can you make your program as simple as possible? So Sugar Freedom is a program for eliminating sugar, but it's a little bit more than that. It's also a program for eliminating the foods that break down quickly to sugar in the bloodstream, in the body. So we're doing three things. This is how I make it as simple as possible. We're going to il- eliminate sugar, grains, and processed vegetable oils. Why are we going to do that? So that we can live the happiest life possible. Oh, boy, I'm getting ready to jump to philosophy. So let's go ahead and make that jump this morning with a quote by David R. Hawkins, MD, PhD, and the author of a wonderful book that I've just finished called Letting Go. This is also your book recommendation for today, so I'll say that again. Letting Go by David R. Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S, M-D, Ph.D. And here's the quote. Happiness is a byproduct of doing what you love. So if we expand that a little bit, uh, I am a fat loss coach, and I'm a, a certified personal trainer and a certified turbulence trainer. So the main tool that I use in in my business, my brick-and-mortar business here in Sonora, California, is physical fitness. And then the other tool, of course, that I use for fat loss and fat release, especially around the waistline, is sugar freedom. So how does that connect to happiness is a byproduct of doing what you love? The way I want to enter into doing sugar freedom and doing turbulence training or whatever meal plan and whatever exercise plan you are using is I want you to find a way to learn to love it. I talked on our last podcast about the essence of the program being changing what you want to eat. I mentioned before that the holy grail of diet and eating and nutrition is this concept of being able to eat whatever you want and still weigh whatever you want or have the body of, body, level of body fat that you want. What I am suggesting is that what we need to do is adjust what we want to eat. So let's talk about that in terms of sugar freedom and in terms of our diet. Here's what I have discovered personally since 2008 when I started eating this way and also over the last year as my students have also chosen a similar style and a similar meal plan. What happens when you eliminate processed sugar, grains, and processed vegetable oil is that the appetite changes. The very appetite itself undergoes a change. And what you discover very often for the first time since childhood, for me and for some of my students, you discover satiety for the first time. What you have is you literally have a change in what you want. The way that I change what I want to eat is by concentrating on natural fats, a very moderate amount of natural proteins uh, grass-fed, and then 
unlimited above-ground vegetables. So when I talk about above-ground vegetables, spinach, kale, broccoli, cauliflower, cucumbers, and then also a moderate amount of the of the root vegetables or the below-ground vegetables, that would be uh, uh, radishes, onions, carrots, certainly. But what you always want to do, and what I always want to do, is observe how every food that you eat affects your appetite. So the best foods that are going to allow you to release fat, in my experience and the experience of my students, are the foods that make you satisfied without overstimulating your appetite. And so that's where the simplicity of my program comes in. When I was asked, how can you make it as simple as possible, it is the elimination of the three things, sugar, grains, processed vegetable oils, and it is the eating of the natural unprocessed fats, Moderate protein, not high protein, and I'll tell you why. Science shows us and metabolism shows us that if we overeat protein, it can be converted into glucose in the liver by a process of gluconeogenesis. So if you're eating too much protein, it can still be turned into glucose. Interestingly enough, though, it is difficult to overfeed people on meat. I was listening to another podcast as you know, Jimmy Moore is one of my heroes from the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show. And I've learned a great deal of the science listening to the medical doctors and PhDs who he has on his show. I am so much about applying what we learn and what we read to daily life. But one of the studies that was being cited on his po- podcast was the fact that it's difficult to get people to overeat exclusively meat. They'll stand, sit there and look at the pork chop and just be like, I cannot eat another bite. And the reality is I feel that as well. For an example, my breakfast this morning, it was, uh, and actually I ate the breakfast that I have posted in the show notes. Let me go ahead and read out the sample meal plan to you. Breakfast, two eggs cooked in Kerrygold butter or coconut oil. It says fried in butter here. I went ahead and cooked mine in coconut oil this morning. Vegetable stir fry in coconut oil, and it consisted of, oh, so delicious, onions, cabbage, celery, and spinach cooked in coconut oil and seasoned with turmeric and ginger and a little bit of sea salt, iodized sea salt, two to three three slices of uncured bacon, and I also added half an avocado. Well, half of that meal is literally sitting on the kitchen counter right now because it made me so incredibly full that I couldn't finish it. Ooh, another thing I want to add. For some reason, I got up this morning and I was hungry while I was cooking, so I went ahead and had some almonds and I had some walnuts, less than an ounce of each. I do generally, when we're doing these these wonderful challenges that we do, six-week challenges, the ideal is to only eat sitting down. I really don't want myself or my students to be eating while we're standing and while we're cooking. But I have to admit, I am not perfect. Remember, um, the perfect is the enemy of the good, as Voltaire once said. Times I am a little bit imperfect in my eating. And one of the things was eating the almonds and the walnuts while I was standing up. Uh, So probably that's one of the reasons why I'm so incredibly full right now. So let's go on to lunch, and that could be grass-fed ground beef, three to four ounces because it's so easy, and then more of the vegetable stir-fry. One of the key components for what we do is we make more than we need. So when you've got that big pan, get your biggest skillet out in the morning, make more of the vegetables that you need, and then you've got more of that uh, vegetable stir-fry. Red cabbage leaves for a wrap. Uh, some avocado slices, and then a sauce that can be made of homemade mayonnaise, uh, salsa, and a little bit of mustard mixed together. It's zesty and delicious. 
You fill the wraps with the ground beef, the vegetables, and avocado, dip it in the zesty sauce, and enjoy it. And then finally for dinner would be three to four ounces of oven-baked salmon topped with crushed macadamia nuts, a large green salad with a raspberry vinaigrette, Kozlowski's raspberry vinegar is what I use, and then you could have a cup of strawberries topped with whipped heavy cream and more crushed macadamia nuts. Oh, my goodness, if you can finish all this food, my hat is off to you. So it's very filling, and it's a lot of food uh, on today's suggested meal plan. So moving on, beyond the suggested meal plan is the, the understanding uh, understanding of why we let go of the foods that are outside of the meal plan. And basically it's going back to happiness. We are eating and moving in such a way that we can experience the life we want. Let's get a little bit more specific about that. And I want to talk about, I promised you in the show notes, um, an idea for goal setting that can help you to create and to get what you want and what you desire. Very, very simple, and this is uh, based on the work of Robert Fritz, F-R-I-T-Z. So two components you need to create a structure for success and for creating what you want, for being creative. You need to know exactly what you want, and you need to know what you currently have. I'll use as an example, uh, I had the pleasure of directing a play that's going on right now. It's a comedy. And I knew what I wanted. I visualized full houses, people laughing, enjoying themselves, and then leaping to their feet and applauding at the end, which is what they did last night. So so proud of my cast and their achievements. So I always knew what I wanted, and I had it visualized. And then point by point, step by step, I knew what I currently had. Now, what I currently have, I got to go to the show last night, and exactly what I visualized happened. Hooray! But step by step, through the audition process, the preparation process, through the blocking process, which is where you decide where the actors are going to move, I had to be very specific specific about what I have. Same thing as you watch the set being built. It starts with maybe just some flats and some framing, and then it starts to be decorated, and ultimately it's painted, and then ultimately you put in the, the final touches of the personal items that the, the actors are going to use. So it's an understanding of what you want, which you always know from the beginning, and what you have. So let's translate that into our physical fitness and our personal body. In today's society, we are directed to want something that's very extreme, extraordinarily thin and perpetually young, uh, the, perpetu- the look of the perpetual 16-year-old, the look of the perpetual teenager. Now, let's admit this. It is, I believe that it's unrealistic. I mean, maybe from a distance, if you blur your eyes, you can look at me and pretend I look like a teenager, but you, darn it, I'm 50 years old. So I have to adjust what I desire so that's something I can believe in and that I know I can achieve. Certainly a healthy weight, a healthy body fat, fat percentage, and also the physical body that allows me to do what I want to do. So I'll talk in terms of my work, being a personal trainer, being able to direct the show, being able to write, and being able to communicate with you on this podcast. These are things that I want. Now, I need a particular physique and energy level in order to be able to do those things. And that is what I currently have. Um, I am in good shape. I'm at a correct and natural body weight for me. Uh, This morning I weigh 123 pounds at 5'1", and uh, right around 19.5% body fat, just where I want to be. Now, if I wanted to be a prima ballerina in the New York City Ballet, yes, my body fat percentage would be too high for that particular job. Uh, If I wanted to be uh, a professional power lifter, 
I don't know, I might actually, I'd certainly need to put on more muscle to be able to compete even in my height category or weight category. Well, there you go. So under certain circumstances, I would want to be leaner. Say I was a professional jockey. Yes, I would probably want to weigh even less than I do. But there would be certain circumstances. Um, Say I was younger and I wanted to get pregnant, probably the optimal body fat percentage for conceiving is probably a little bit higher than 19.5%. And so you're going to shift and you're going to change what you want your body fat percentage to be depending on what your life goals are. And the joyful thing that I have discovered at age 50 and and certainly beyond and what I'm learning from my peers and my friends and my colleagues is that we can let go of some of the the rather desperate grasping at ultra-leanness that I used to feel when I was a woman in my 20s and my 30s. So once again, we're getting back to this concept of letting go in that book by David R. Hawkins. So before I leave you today, let's go ahead and turn back to that one more time. So the letting go process, if we look at our eating, I do believe that overeating is driven by appetite. And that's very, very difficult to manage with your psyche. Many people are saying now that willpower, this concept of willpower to control the appetite is pretty absurd because hunger and appetite, generally these are signals that are necessary in order for for us to continue on in our human existence, we do need to eat. But there are two ways to approach it. There is the chemical and hormonal and nutritional aspect where if you are satisfied on foods that don't overstimulate your appetite, great. That is the science of eating and eating in such a way that the appetite isn't overstimulated. And yet, and yet, especially when I was a young mother, I found that I had a lot of guilt over the way that I was parenting. I was dealing with some postpartum depression, and whenever there were times when my son would cry and I could not find the way to ease him, it would make me feel so guilty that I would always reach for food. So this is one of the specific areas where the process of letting go can help in dealing with managing the way you eat. And it goes like this. The very simple idea is is that when you have a feeling, guilt, frustration, anger, fear, boredom. You simply go into that feeling, you feel the feeling, you accept it, you surrender to it, and you see if you can let it pass away. And so what I would ask my coaching clients and what I would ask you, my listeners today, is the next time that you have a frustrating feeling come up and the next time that frustrating feeling is leading you to go find something to eat or drink in order to make it feel better, why don't you practice feeling the feeling, surrendering the feeling, accepting the feeling, and see if that helps to allow your appetite to dissipate and for you to go on and enjoy the life you want to live. So as we leave today's podcast, once more, I'm going to leave you with Hawkins' quote, which is, happiness is a byproduct of doing what you love. So today, would you please, I hope, find a way to go out and do what you love, walking, gardening, spending time with a friend, and uh, leave a comment, let me know. You can email me at 9catherine9 at gmail.com and, and tell me how it's going. And thank you so much for joining me here on the Sugar Freedom Show, and I will see you next time. And the plan is that's next Monday. See you right here on the Sugar Freedom Show. Bye-bye, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.